Today we celebrate the memorial of St. Francis Xavier Cabrini, otherwise known as Mother Cabrini. And she was uh, born in the, in the 19th century and um, had a, lived a very remarkable life. She didn't live to a great old age, um, but she, in the time that she was here on earth, lived an amazingly productive and fruitful life. I'm always amazed by how much the saints actually get done. I feel like I don't get anything done. These saints, they can achieve, they achieve so much in such a short time. She first started out as a, as a school teacher in Italy and she gathered around herself a group of ladies and they kind of formed a little bit of a, like a religious community and they were teachers of children. And they had this great aspirations and these ideals to go to China and to be missionaries in China. Now that's not easy to sit there and say, okay, we're going to learn the Chinese language and go, go to be missionaries in China. That's, that's really, really ambitious. Um, and they were planning on doing that and they were getting ready to do that over the course of a few years. And uh, what happened actually though is that at that time there was a, a massive influx of Italian immigrants into the United States from about 1880 to 1920 or so. And in fact, Probably most of us in our churches, if we've got Italian ancestry, that's when our ancestors came over. And so the Pope looked at that situation. He said, this is going to be a real problem because uh, this is not a Catholic country these people are going to. And, you know, they can really get uh, lost and go astray unless we have Italian um, ministers over there helping the immigrants. So the Pope asked Mother Cabrini, to go to America and to actually minister there and regard that as her missionary territory. So the United States was missionary territory at that time. So her and her, her ladies, they decided, okay, we're not going to go to China, we're going to go to America. And when they came here, um, you know, I, I, actually, I can't even recall the, ne- the name of the religious congregation that they, that they founded, but uh, she, was ex- she was responsible for establishing... Um, Scores, if not hundreds, of uh, orphanages, um, schools, hospitals, uh, schools for children, and uh, all of these the works of mercy, so of that nature, uh, all over America, and then even in South America as well, and um, mostly, mostly to the Italians ministering to Italian immigrants at that time, but. More broad than that as well, of course, anybody who is in need. So she's known as a, a woman who, who worked, uh, great works of mercy and charity. And again, looking at her life, she did this within the course of maybe 20 years, you know, scores, if not hundreds of these institutions that she set up at. Just, it's amazing, you know. And, uh, in our, our prayers, we, if you listen close to them, we're gonna, we're, we're gonna commemorate her as a, someone who dedicated herself to, to works of charity and mercy. Now, my reflection for today is this. If we look in our gospel, Jesus says, woe to the one who, who causes scandal for any little, any of these little ones. Any of these little ones. And it's the nature of mercy, uh, that the, the person who has mercy on someone else is because they're in a, a vulnerable situation. Okay, so the person who's a recipient, a, a kind of a valid recipient or a worthy recipient of mercy is they're in a position of vulnerability. They're an immigrant. They don't know the language. Um, they're a child. Okay, of course, those are the most vulnerable amongst us are children. Um, they're sick. They're in some kind of weakened situation. And so the person who exercises charity towards them is actually in a position of power. 
in relation to them. And in our first reading uh, from Wisdom, uh, the author is warning all the powerful people of the of the earth to make sure that they live their lives according to integrity and justice. And I reflect recently uh, on the abuse of power, people who are in positions of power and they abuse it uh, for their own gratification and advantage. Uh, recently in Hollywood, as we all know, we see it with this huge spree of all of these all of these guys getting you know basically. Um, you know, accused of sexual impropriety with, with female actors. And there was one story I read recently, it was up on the BBC uh, News, which I follow, and the article was there for like four days in a row, which is a pretty remarkable thing. But I found it a very remarkable article because it had this guy's apology. Okay, he's a comedian. And he had his apology, and he basically... Uh, I don't think he's religious, but I have to say his apology, and of course what he did was, was very bad, um, but and very strange too as well. Very, very weird what he was doing with these, what he was trying to do with these women. It was very weird. But, uh, you know, I have to say his apology was almost like a picture-perfect confession that you would make in a confessional. It was very good. Um, one of the things he said in his apology, he says, you know, woman, these these ladies, X, Y, and Z, came out and and they said this, and it's true. And he says, at the time I told myself, so this is how he could rationalize it in his mind, at the time I told myself that I never basically propositioned these women without sort of like asking them. I asked them, right? So it was it was a kind of a consensual thing, right? And he says, what I later came to realize that when a person in power propositions someone over whom they have power, it's not a question that they're asking them. It's a, it's a predicament that you're giving them. Because the person who's not in a position of power is saying to themselves, well, if I say no, this person's in a position to really have negative consequences or whatever benefit I'd otherwise get from them, I'm not going to get from them. So it, it's really an abusive, that's, that's the, basically the definition of abuse. And, uh, so I, I, I mean, I, this guy, what he did was terrible. It was really stupid. I mean, if you, if you actually realize what he was doing, it was really dumb. But, uh, and kind of embarrassing for him, for sure. Um, but I have to say, his, his sort of apology and his explanation and everything was very, very good. Um, and, uh, but let's, let's thank God, though, for those who are in positions of power who don't abuse their power. And let's pray for them. Let's pray for priests. Please, pray for me. Pray for priests um, and everybody who's in a position of power that they wield it for the good of others and not for their own gratification. Uh, and we look to Mother Cabrini today, who's someone who is, you know, constantly in relationships with people where there is a massive disproportion of power, especially as she ministered to children and and the ill and the immigrants. And yet, she consistently, with great integrity and charity, would show them mercy. And, uh, and kindness and not abuse uh, her position of power and authority. Uh, for this we pray, for this we're grateful, and we understand that this, this kind of integrity and virtue comes from, from God alone, on whom for it we depend.